You know, we're at that point now where the people that we've grown up with, the people whose music who informed maybe even our parents, maybe our grandparents, and maybe us in a weird sort of tangential, esoteric way, are starting to pass. And earlier this week, it was a relatively heavy note for me when I heard that Astrude Gilberto, brilliant, brilliant Brazilian vocalist, had passed at the age of 83. Honest to God, married to Stan Getz, and I don't know shit about jazz. If I'm completely honest, I know dick about jazz. But my God, her voice. And then you hear these kind of keyboards, <laughs> like Walter, you know, Walter Wanderley. I mean, like this sort of esoteric age of soft, approachable jazz for the rest of us in Western culture. We didn't really know jazz, but we wanted something a little different than the crazy rock all those kids were listening to. Astrid Gilberto, man, just one of the greats of all time. Luckily, she had a daughter who was equally gifted named Babel Gilberto. I mean, again, do I want to hear this all day, every day? Do I want to go down to the Cruelt Festival and, like, rock out to this? No. But when it comes on, am I ever mad? The answer is also no. It paints a picture, this song, and the best songs do. And here's the thing. She had no formal vocal training. They didn't know what to do. Stan Getz and his collaborators <laughs> at the time, they had, a, they had a vision. Like, we need someone to sing something over the top of this. Like, Stan, get your wife in here. Get your wife in here. Uh-huh. And he's like, she can't sing. And they're like, all right. <laughs> and then she would go on to a 40-year career of being recognized as one of the most influential vocalists in Western popular culture. Mm. <sighs> R.I.P. Esther Gilberto. I'm Brian Oak, and that is Sean Bernard. It is the Brian Oak Show, episode 5,492. <laughs> Just kidding. It's episode 321, but we're happy to be here today. We've got a couple of great guests who are about to join us. But before we get to them, Sean, what do you say? Should we take care of a couple of sponsors? Let's do it. You know, we never start at the top with Moxie. Let's I do it kn- today. I, I know that we're in the Smart Start MN studios, yes. but let's give Moxie a little love. Moxie Wealth Management is a really cool wealth management company and you're like brian that's an oxymoron there's no such thing as a really cool wealth management company i don't know man i mean his entire team is amazing like everyone's cool everyone's down to earth everyone has your best interest at heart and of course they're making money otherwise they wouldn't advertise has anyone lived in america before all right but they actually believe in the individual they believe in the power to grow what little or massive wealth you may have and they're worth checking out moxiewealthmanagement.com yeah and we recently sent a mutual friend over there to meet with moxie and joe and his team and i just had an idea i had a wonderful awful idea that sounds about right we need to have this person in uh who's been a guest on the show before go on to come back on and talk to us but also talk about their experience at moxie wealth management Go to moxiewealthmanagement.com to set up a meeting. If you haven't figured out your financial stuff and you're around the ages of Brian or myself, which is 55 and almost 52, right? Oh, yeah. Is that no, possible? That's way too okay, right. okay. Yeah, no, it's real. I feel like I, was, I should have said you were 53 or 54. No, that's but... fine. Dude, I've never been embarrassed about my Me age. Neither. I just can't believe 
that it's actually happening. <laughs> but here we are. Yeah, I'm with you. So it's time to get your stuff together. We'll say that to keep this one clean. Go to moxiewealthmanagement.com, set an appointment, and get your stuff together. I think I've already sweared like five times, but yeah. uh, sworn? Sweared? Swore? I said some swearing gins. I did, absolutely. <laughs> Before we uh, catch up with today's guests, uh, popular local musician and also repeat guest on the show several times about a very important upcoming event. I also want to mention Smart Start MN. We are in the Smart Start MN studios in South Minneapolis. Now, for a while there, it was so freakishly hot that I was certain that a Tyrannosaur was going to come running down the street. I fucking hate summer and all that hot, humid weather. Oh, I swore, didn't I? Yeah. Sorry about the swear engines. Um, but here we are. And today, yesterday in particular, thank God, because I had to work outside for the first oak on the water of the summer yesterday. Today is much, much more manageable, much more realistic. Uh, but it's still going to be hot and long all summer long. People are going to be out there, going to be doing things. On my way home from Oak on the Water, I saw two people pulled over by West Suburban Police who are notoriously aggressive. If you drink and drive... You're going to get popped. Don't be an idiot. Don't drink and drive. Let it alone. But people still, they can't. They're like, no, I'm playing volleyball. I'm having a good time. And then you decide to drive. And guess what? You go to jail. Now you've gone to jail. You've gone through the DUI process. Many, many, many. I was going to say those, but many of us have been through that process before. You're going to need a way to get back on the road. There's not a better way in the state of Minnesota than Smart Start MN. Yeah, it seems like the alcohol uh, is not great when you're super dehydrated in the summertime from the heat. Wait, what? Are you like a biologist or a I'm scientist? I'm just telling you right now, you think well, there's a lot of water in this beer. It's, li- it's like listening to David right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, guess what? You probably shouldn't be driving. If you do get picked up or somebody you know gets picked up, go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. Dave Egamo and Robert Wilkinson are going to be joining us next. Um, as a result, we are going to be highlighting a huge, incredible, wondrous event that they have coming up in just a bit. Um, I had a song picked out for the opening song of the show, and I completely shit the bed. I totally, I blanked, I spaced. I'm going to be honest, it's been a long week, and I'm like, Sean, what are you going to play? And we're like, he's like, well, play Annie in the Bang Bang. Why are we playing Annie in the Bang Bang? Because... Annie and the Bang Bang are going to open up for this event on what? July 1st. Yeah. What? Yeah, so we're going to play uh, their song, Walkie Talkie.
quiz hot shots. I want everyone in this room who does not like a proper rock and roll song to raise their hands. And nobody bit. Well done. It looks like we're in the right spot at the right time. Dave, how are you? Good. How are you, Brian? I'm okay, man. Robert, you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Yeah. yeah Great I, to be here. I, I think checking in with people is always important before we get rolling, right? It is. To see, like, if someone's like, no, I'm crumbling apart and I'm falling into a thousand <laughs> shitty little pieces, I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of those podcasts. Yeah. That's normally my job, but I'm doing all right as well. Sean, you all right? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Just up to my ass and alligators. It's that time of the year. Up to your ass and alligators. And you're in the same boat, so. Well, I mean, I am, but I. I've, I've literally never heard that phrase. You have before. never heard that? Oh, that's. Have you guys heard that one? Oh, yeah. I, I don't, and I'm a, I'm curious to what is what what just what means you're very busy. I feel like one alligator uh, is a tremendous yeah. problem. <laughs> Up to your ass and alligators. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to make it, man. Okay, but I hope Sean makes it, and I hope I'll I make it. it, and I hope Dave Agamo makes it. Dave, um, I'm glad that life's treating you well, Mr. Robert Wilkinson, longtime yes. celebrated Minnesota musician, also here as well and we are here to talk about an upcoming event now dave you've been a guest on our show before you live with parkinson's but also in the email interchanges i see between you and sean you're like let's go play golf most people would not assume that someone living with parkinson's can still go out there and wield the sticks is that still the case do you like to go out and play golf oh absolutely yeah um there's a lot about Parkinson's that people aren't aware of, and uh, it's it's my job to kind of help communicate that to people and and let them know that you know if if this is uh, your diagnosis and something that happens to you, you don't have to give up life and and uh, just you know throw in the towel. You you can still be active, and in fact, you want to be active. You really need to uh, get out there and continue moving, and uh, not, is not that, stop. that's part of like the maintenance of it, right? I mean, like you want to keep your body moving, you want to keep your mind moving, you need to do things that feel good. Staying physically active is an important part of continuing to live with Parkinson's. Yeah, right? that's correct. Because you know, pr- Parkinson's is a uh, progressive disease, and you uh, continue to degenerate over time. So. You know, the more you do, the more, the less you degenerate. Let me ask you a question, and I want you to be brutally honest. I know what this any question is going to be. You don't have no yes, idea. I do. Write it down. Write it down I'm right now. I'm writing it down. I've got a pen. Write it down. I got it right here. Yeah, you, you, you oh, think you, you, know, you kind of know the question, but you don't know the exact question. <laughs> I'm going to wait till he's done, because this is how this prick is. Okay, okay, here we go, here we go. Dave, who has a better short game, you or Sean? Oh, definitely Sean. That's very close. What did you get? I had, did you beat Sean in golf? And he crushed me by like 10 strokes. <laughs> is that a true story? It is true. Yeah, he pummeled me. He did. Oh, he I, played so well that day. I played so. terribly. Yeah, I, think you, I think if I remember, I don't know if we were, I don't remember looking at the final score, but I think you beat me by about 10. I know that Sean, me. Sean has a handicap of about 450. <laughs> I'm just are you like a scratch golfer? No, no, no. No, no, no. But he just hits it I'm pretty damn well. Golfer. Yeah. And I'm about the same, but on that particular day, just got no ruined. mercy. He just totally, totally spanked me. That you know, day. I was recently involved in an on-air contest uh, <laughs> with that I've never lost before, and I've played it a few times. 
I got so destroyed. And it reminded me that like even pro-level athletes or even pro musicians like Mr. Wilkinson, there are days where the day owns you more than you own the day. Would you say that's correct, Robert? Of course I would. And uh, I, I mean, like, you're obviously talented, experienced. No one would say, that guy doesn't know a song. That guy doesn't know how to play. Everyone knows that that's absolutely not the truth. But there are certain days where you just get served, yeah? Of course, just like everybody else, you know. <laughs> life, uh, life has a way of uh, throwing a few curveballs at us and... Uh, some days are a little more challenging than others, and uh, I'm always grateful for the easier ones. And, <laughs> <laughs> Amen, you know, man. But I just, I, I think, I feel like so. In my experience, humility has always been a very, very, very important aspect to me. Like, obviously, I don't want to walk around bowing and scraping every day, no. but you have to recognize who and how and what you are, and that. On those days where you feel amazing, you know those other days where you feel like an absolute piece of trash, or actually show people what a piece of trash you are those days will come back to you yes and uh mantra here is uh stay humble fuckers uh <laughs> t-shirts and, where are they like, and, that uh, guy. like that guy but um but also you know i i practice gratitude on a daily basis mm -hmm. it's a huge part of my own personal and spiritual dynamic and um now it, let me ask you a question then because this is important to me because i don't do a lot of this sort of sure. thing does that manifest itself in meditation? Does it manifest itself in the way that as soon as I walk out the door, I'm going to be like this to other people? How does your gratitude and humility manifest on the day-to-day? Because -day? you said you practice it day-to-day. -day. I do. Um, I, I try to. I attempt to, and I give it a go. Um, it, a lot of times it's easier said than done. Um, it comes down, it can, I can break it down to being as simple as when I wake up, I say thank you. Before I go to bed at night and I'm laying in bed, before I go to sleep, I say thank you. But when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do, the first half hour, what I do is, the first thing I do is make coffee, wash my face. When my coffee's done, I sit at my table, kitchen table, and for a half hour I breathe. Uh, I practice mindfulness. Um, I take some deep breaths. Um, I say a couple prayers, serenity prayer. Um, and I keep it simple. Um, who am I praying to? Whoever's listening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's very much a part of, and without sharing too much, but I mean, that's part of the program, right? Like, it doesn't matter who you're thankful for or what you give yourself over to, but it's important to realize you're not the only thing. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, another part of my routine in the morning is um, on my cupboards in my kitchen, I have, I start my day by saying out loud what I call my six intentions. And in the morning, when I'm done breathing uh, and meditating, and meditating is challenging for me. My head is very busy, like a lot of people's. So, but I still give it a go. And that half hour, I don't do anything other than that. But um, I, I, will, I will say out loud every day my six intentions, which is to be, today I will be compassionate, I will be loving, I will be forgiving. I will be tolerant, I will be patient, and I will be humble. And that's the way I start my day, and uh, hopefully uh, <laughs> some of that will work throughout the day. But uh, so it's, we're a, good, it's we're a good joined, way to start the day. We're joined both today by the Buddha and Dave Agamo. Dave, uh, good to see you as well. Now, obviously, not all of us can live up to that standard. And I, I'm guessing, Robert, every day you don't 
you don't tick off every box. You don't bat a thousand every of, day because none of us do, right? Of course not. But Dave, how do you start your day? I mean, like, so when your day wakes up living with Parkinson's, you know, I mean, like a lot of people live with chronic pain or chronic conditions or different things. Parkinson's is a different animal. I mean, does it affect how you start your day, how you have to get through the day? Absolutely. It, it, uh, it's, uh, it's a mean animal to me. And, um, Every day is the pain and the uh, stiffness. and uh, Now, stiffness, I understand. How does the pain manifest? And I'm really not trying to go TMZ on you here. I'm not trying to ask you to completely open a vein. But, like, how do you feel the pain? Where do you feel the pain, if you don't mind my asking? In pretty much all your joints. Yeah, yeah Parkinson's. Uh, everybody has a, something a little bit different, you yeah. know, and... and some people get stiff, and some people have tremors. I had tremors, and now I've had the DBS surgery, which is deep brain stimulation. Wow. And They uh, went inside your head. Yeah, they yeah. put probes into my head, and I've got wires running down my neck that hook up to a little battery oh, in the chest. We but, talked about that a little bit last yeah. time. You Are you glad you did that? Yes, I'm very glad I did that, because that basically lets me live a normal life and otherwise i would be completely self-conscious about shaking all the time and you know it's just distracting and you can't even think so are there times of day that are harder than other times of day or is it just sort of a persistent chronic situation no the morning is the toughest because then you're you know laying down all night you're stiff and and Getting up is basically I have to spend the first hour loosening myself up and uh, then I'm good to go. And that's mostly through kickboxing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a great way to stay limber. That's what I've always found. Has <laughs> anyone, has anyone my... ever seen me? My morning kickboxing routine is why I'm able to get up at 4 a.m. every day and then go sit in a chair and do radio for the next five hours. If I could get my foot up more than a foot off the ground, it might help, but. You no, know, I do. You, you, actually, I do boxing uh, every other day. Oh, I don't doubt that's that great. for a second. Um, and that's great exercise. What you want is intense exercise if you've got Parkinson's to, to really get your muscles going. And, and that helps slow down the progression of the disease. And if I pissed you off on the on the golf course, you could take a couple of jabs at me if you wanted to. Why would he have to? He <laughs> fucking showed you how it was. I'm done just saying, if I made him mad, courses, he's got yeah. those boxing moves. Too. Well, I mean, but you know what? Good luck, because it sounds like you're still a little ways in the rearview <laughs> yes, mirror. I am. Before we talk about the event coming up in the very beginning of July, which is going to benefit those who experience Parkinson's and what we can do to move things forward and the incredible music. What I love about benefit concerts is that everybody wins, right? Like everybody wins. A, music fans who are like, even if they're like, yeah, Parkinson's, whatever, uh, even if they, they, they still show up and they get to have a rock show and they still pay the ticket price. And for the people who are living with Parkinson's and who have lived with Parkinson's and there are people who don't know it yet and will experience Parkinson's, the more money moving in the right direction with rock and roll is the right way to live our lives. But before we go any further and we talk about the event, I would like to hear some music. And this one right here, um, well, Robert, you're on deck, man. Tell me about the song Big Love. Big Love is a song... um it's just basically what I feel, what I want to send out is for energy-wise, vibe-wise to the universe. 
Um, it's how I feel, you know, once again, we get into the gratitude thing, dynamic and stuff. It's just, I feel very lucky to be where I'm at. And, uh, you know, one of the magical things, uh, 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 that I get to experience and hopefully other people that come to the shows is that exchange of energy between mm-hmm. the audience and artists. Um, I feel in a way, you know, it's a, almost like shaman. We're conjuring up this energy. We're conjuring up this light, this mm-hmm. love. And we are the number of times I've called it sorcery. And I don't mean that in some sort of weird, satanic, no, bizarre, not. black magic it's way. It's absolutely Sorcery, the actual definition of sorcery is a an unexpected mix of elements and right. congruence. And the, but I mean like the day of the week or the people involved and everything. And it doesn't always happen, as we talked about before. Absolutely. But when it happens, there's nothing fucking like it, man. Uh, which I think is why it's one of the reasons I'm still able to do it, uh, do this stuff <laughs> where I'm at in my life at this point. But it is. It, there, there's something magical that happens um between audience and artists Uh when when there's a performance happening at least in our case once again we try to conjure up this energy uh of light and love and we try to have everybody hopefully feel like by the end of the night uh, we're all floating a foot or two off the ground so this song big love goes out to the universe it goes out to you and it goes out to everybody because that's what I feel towards everybody. And, you know, um, and that's, I just want to send out some big love to everybody.
It's the Brian Oak Show, episode 4,825. <laughs> I can't remember exactly. Oh, 321. It's 321. 321 Contact. Do you remember that show? I do. It, like, it used to run right after Electric Company when I was oh, a kid. Yeah. The bloodhound, whenever there's trouble, we're there on the double, we're the bloodhound gang. And also, as a white kid growing up in Coon Rapids, three young black kids in the city solving crimes, it's amazing. I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot through public broadcasting. <laughs> that and Fat Albert. I, I, well, <laughs> yes and no. Um, I, so that song right there, Big Love by the Flaminos. Robert, tell me... Um, when did Long Live the King come out? Long Live the King came Roughly. out. Roughly. Long Live the King came out to a, around 2005. All right. Um, it was pretty, we did it with Rich Matson, produced it. And mm. Rich Matson is a well known, iconic local singer songwriter. Uh, he's, he's been on this he's, show. He's been with Oliella. He's currently, his current bandmate is uh, partner Jermaine, uh, yep. Keeley. They're all just. No, he's Rich a wizard. Matson, he wizard. He's a wizard. People talk about him the way they talk about John Fields. People talk about yeah. Rich Matson yeah. as like this sort of maybe not a household name for everyone, but a crucial, crucial element to the music and the ongoing community that exists in the upper Midwest. Absolutely. Um, Rich is. Uh, we uh, we approached Rich, you know, to help us and, and work with us and produce this album, and um, uh, we, we found out uh, we found out he's a huge Flamey Nose fan. And, well, who's not? I well, mean, come dude. on. I mean, if we're honest, the whole reason we're here is to talk about this huge event coming up in less than a month, and you guys are the centerpiece. And there's a reason because for. Dear God, do I dare put a number on it for oh, sure. forty I, yeah, plus I, years? I, yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's awesome. It's powerful. But it's, it's your life, great. man. And there's no way you could have imagined that that would be your life forty years ago. Oh yes, I could. I well, could no, imagine that. Of course, <laughs> when I, when my I was bad. Eight, my bad. nine years old, I I wanted to be a singer songwriter. But what? But no, I I totally get what you're saying. But I mean, like but for, no, for most people, even if you enjoy a moments of fame, yeah. where you start to like get yeah. that trickle and it starts yeah. to happen, and it's going, and yeah. it's real. No. And for everyone, almost less than five years later than that, yeah. it's done. And they, well, not and not because they weren't good, yeah. not because they weren't creative, right. not because they no. weren't inspired, but because. Uh, uh, people are fickle, and and popular culture is fickle. And the music in- industry has the attention span of a a, a gnat. Yeah, um, agreed. I mean, um, you know, there's all there's a million stories in the Naked City of why a band will have a certain longevity, get to be on this level of success, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. And none of it uh, makes sense. Um, and you know, uh, it, you know, very little little of it has to do with talent. A lot of it has to do with luck. Uh, who you surround yourself with, you know, being in the right place at the right time. That part but, right there. But in any case, to get back to our buddy Rich Matson, uh, we got together with Rich Matson in 2005. We recorded the album "Long Live the King," and in my in my in my heart. Uh, it is, it's an album I'm really, really proud of. Um, it's consistent, it's strong, it's powerful. It's one of my favorite, uh, projects and uh, pieces of art and music, uh, that I've, I've done and worked with, uh, uh, you know, great musicians over the years and stuff. It's, it's just, a, a, to me, it, it's an album that stands up and holds up. Interestingly enough, um, the last year of the Minnesota Music Awards, remember them? Yeah, I do. used to hold them at First Avenue, yeah. I think. Uh, they had the last, they had you the think. last, uh, year of those, uh, Rich Matson, 
won Best Producer and we won Best Local Album for Long Live the King. Wow. Uh, in 2006 is when they had the Last Minnesota Music mm. Awards. Yeah, so that was that quite long. that was quite cool. That was very I mean, cool. For, for a while, there that was a proper red carpet yes. event. Like, I mean, like, oh, totally, like people, like all the news stations were mm-hmm. there. There was an actual red carpet. There oh, was, yeah. It was the thing. Now, I don't think that we've lost any pride or respect for the people who make music in Minnesota since then. Just as you said, times change. Now, Dave, we need to start talking about this event right here because that's really why we're here today. Dave Egamo lives with Parkinson's. And has been an advocate and working with is there a particular organization that you represent or own or that that you think is ground zero for people who are concerned about advocating on behalf of those living with parkinson's yes i i work with the parkinson's foundation and the parkinson's foundation uh does all sorts of research into um different uh, aspects of parkinson's and things that will help. They also do a lot of community research or community outreach. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, community outreach and uh, help people out in the community understand and live with Parkinson's. So it's not just a matter of doing research about the medical causes or potential cures or treatments. It's also day-to-day, like obviously there are varying degrees, like any sort of disease, any sort of syndrome, whatever. There are some people who are very asymptomatic, and there are other people who it controls their entire lives. They also work on the day-to-day for people who are living with Parkinson's? Right. And, you know, a large part of living with Parkinson's is is really acclimating to what you're going to have to go through. Right. So once you get that diagnosis, I mean, it's kind of like going through the stages of grief. You uh, really have to adapt mentally to living with the disease for the rest of your life, essentially. Um, Let me ask you this, then, if you don't mind. Again, I don't try to go TMZ on people, and I'm not trying to get anyone to open up a proper vein. But when you found out that you'd been diagnosed with Parkinson's, one of those stages of grief is denial. And that can take so many forms in people, whether we're talking about depression or death or a diagnosis of a medical condition. Did you deal well during the denial stage? Did you go through a really, really bad time? No, not not so much. The denial stage for me was more um, confusion, really. Yeah. Um, and it was, do I really have this disease? And you don't want to admit that you do. Yeah. And you want to grasp at every straw that's out there that is an alternative. And believe me, there's a lot of alternatives. <laughs> so, uh, but... No, that was uh, kind of the kind of a confusing time for me, and um, and then I moved through the the other parts of the process, and you know now I'm to the acceptance part, and obviously, and well, but you you are, but you're also still raging against the machine. You're mm-hmm. also still not going to let it ruin the world, and you still continue to work against that. And coming up on July 1st, there is an event. Will you tell me where and when and how and who and what is happening on July 1st? Sure. July 1st, it's happening at the Hook and Ladder. It's uh, Annie and the Bang Bang is opening up. For the Flaminos. They're awfully good. I, both those bands. I will I will personally co-sign on that right there. Both excellent bands. Yes. And I've been watching this man next to me here for 40 some odd years. Same. Um, and I keep on going back. 
So, and they get better as they age. So, like a fine I got to be honest. I, I, I mean, I, you know what he says. It sounds like like the nice thing to say, but I got to be honest. What's your best nickname, by the way? Is it Wilkie? What do people call you? Uh, I don't. Uh, <laughs> All right, then Trouble. I'm, I'm, I'm going yeah. to call you Robo Wilkie. Robbie J. I don't know. I, okay. I don't, yeah. don't really have you one. You honestly don't have a fucking nickname. You're a rock <laughs> you, star with you, almost 50 you, years under your belt. <laughs> Wilkinson's fine. All right, all right. I'm Wilkie's still, okay. I'm yeah. still going. I'm, I'm going with Wilkie. I just made it up, and there guess you what? Go, brother. That's what you're stuck with for the foreseeable future. That's, that's uh, I okay. have to agree with Dave in that your band, your effort, your output has shown no signs of diminishing. And for that many decades of doing it, man, that's kind of remarkable. So when people come down to the hook and ladder on July 1st, Dave... Obviously, buying a ticket helps fund the work that gets done towards Parkinson's. Right. In the meantime, in the interim, prior to rocking out thoroughly and having their faces melted, (laughs) what would you say is the best place for the average interested person to go? Maybe not the person who has 200 grand to donate, but the person who wants to learn more about even what, what what little we know about Parkinson's, how much we know about Parkinson's, where do they go to find out? And more importantly, where do they go to do what they can do to help people that live with that condition? Sure. Um, the Parkinson's Foundation has an excellent website. It's at parkinson.org. And Not Parkinson's, they, nope, but parkinson.org. Parkinson.org. And it has a variety of educational things that, you can donate. It's easy to donate, and it's easy to get involved. It's easy to volunteer, and it has uh, navigating the website. I could spend ages in there. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, you can go down some rabbit holes as as any website. And I mean, are there people there that tell their stories? People there that talk about their journey? There's all sorts of that. Yeah, yeah. There, there's all sorts of. Just about everything that's, that's associated with the disease you'll find in there. So Parkinson. Parkinson.org. But if people want to come out and maybe they're not so literary minded, maybe they're not so research oriented. They're not big readers. They, <laughs> but they want to come out and rock and do good for their community at the same time. July 1st, hook and ladder. You've got Annie and the Bang Bang who are fucking red. And you've got Mr. Robert Wilkinson and his band performing there at the same time. Now, obviously, Flaminos are where people remember you best from. I remember, I think I have a copy of that green record. Yes. And I think I have one that says Flamingos and one that says Flaminos. Are there two yeah. different pressings of that record? I'm going to tell you something. Um, before we were Flaminos, we were, yeah. of course, Flamingo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were the first band to play Jay's Longhorn on June oh my God. God. 78. What? That's just crazy. Yeah, Flamingo was the first band to play Jay's Longhorn. What? Jay's Longhorn didn't have a, uh-huh. their own sound system yet. Yeah. So when there's, we opened for Willie uh, Mink DeVille one, oh one gig. And wow. You can see a picture of Willie DeVille with the the PA speaker in the background with our flamingo uh, stencil on <laughs> it. But it, but um, Flamingo did put out on vinyl a four song EP before yeah. the Green Album right. with uh, three of the songs that went on the Green Album and then another song um, that was not on the Green Album. 
Um, that's a very rare piece of vinyl. It's a flamingo. It's a it's a size of a forty five. Uh, oh, it's a forty. It's not a, a twelve inch. No, no. Mm, right. it's, it's a forty five size. I'm not thinking EP, of the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, black vinyl. A really rare. I I found my own copy the other day <laughs> in a drawer. But um, but uh, uh, yeah, flamingo also. Well, actually, that was that was. Uh, it wasn't an album size, LP size. We had a really nice, uh, some graphics and, and, and cover for that and stuff like that. We were a five-piece, and that came out before the Green Album. Right. So, yeah, so, yeah, that uh, Flamingo does have some some uh, vinyl out there. Well, yeah. we have, we ha- oh, I see it all the time. I work at a record store. I see it on the regular. Yeah. It's mostly the Flamingo stuff, but yeah, I have yeah, seen course. a Flamingo thing or yep. two. Uh, well, let's go ahead and go back to a day where, you know, I I remember raving about this song on the regular, and I don't think there's anybody my age or older that does not know this song in this market, and much further afield, of course, obviously. But this song... When you wrote it, and when it landed, and when it started to happen, and it would get radio play, and people would talk about it, and... uh, We we made a video with Chuck Statler, too. There had to be a palpable buzz for you. It had to feel like a next-level moment in the course of a young band. Absolutely, and it was. Uh, We were, you know, we were... We were um, elevating. Uh, You know, we were... We were rising. Yeah. Uh, And this certainly felt at this time. We had assembled a team... You know, uh, there was a buzz about us and stuff like that. Major labels were interested. And we were fortunate and lucky enough to make two music. uh, I don't like videos. They were actually Chuck Statler used film. Uh, Mm. We made two music uh, films uh, with I Remember Romance and Stop with Chuck Statler, who was an iconic music director who recorded the, who uh, uh, filmed the first Devo uh, wow. uh, music. Uh, film. Well, I know that that was recorded here. Are you talking about Whip It? Uh, Chuck Statler did Whip It. Went to school with Mark Mothersbaugh at Devo and at Kent State University. Yeah, Chuck Statler, and then wow. he, he worked. He did the early Devo uh, music videos. What? I'll just say, but they were actually done on film. But uh, yeah, and then Chuck moved here. Went on. We 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 did two with him, uh, which were shown on some late night. Uh, network TV, Friday stuff night like videos, that. man. Before MTV came along, Mid- Friday night videos midnight. changed my effing life because I would everyone yeah. would go to bed in the house, yeah, yeah. and I, I my yeah. bedroom was in the basement, yeah. so I'd sneak yeah. back out to the family room, yeah, turn on the TV yeah. to NBC or whatever yeah. the fuck it was or some UHF yeah. channel, and put on Friday night videos, yeah. and I saw XTC making yeah. plans for Nigel, yeah, and that's probably where I first saw you.
That organ tone right there has been with me since I was a teenager, and it will be with me until the day I close my You're eyes for the teenager. last time. <laughs> right? oh, that, oh, that day yeah. is coming gone <laughs> with some alacrity. No, until Thank the day. You. I mean, like that song will never not be a part of who and how and what I am. And Thank I you. love it deeply right there. The Flamin' O's, I remember romance. Before we continue with Dave and Rob, we are going to check in with my friend Sean. Sean, in addition to being something of a technical wizard when it comes to sitting down behind the knobs and the buttons and the whistles and all the. Uh, do you have a gonculator over there? That that actually is the newest, the yeah. latest version of the gonculator. Our brand new yeah. gonculator. Uh, thanks to our friends at AudioQuip, by the way, Nate and his entire crew, who if you're getting out there and doing a little slam poetry or a busking performance or maybe even a major arena situation, get a hold of our friends over at AudioQuip. Sean is a realtor for Remax Results. Is that right? Correct. I'm yeah. still trying to get the name down. I'm yeah. not, I'm, I just don't want to screw it up because I, what, the last thing I want is for all the people at Remax who are constantly devouring this show is to be like, why is Oak, Oak such an idiot? Well, you got it right. And I don't think you've failed yet. So that's pretty damn good. Oh, no. It's like you're a real professional well, or something. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Tell me how Realty's going. It's crazy busy right now, and I'm grateful for it. Uh, just, it, you know, the winter was a little slow because we had the insane amounts of snow. It's hard to believe that was like eight weeks ago when we had our last snow, but it's been... Has it really only been eight weeks? It feels like it's been three months, right? But Dear it's, God. Yeah, somebody posted the other day what their backyard looked like like eight weeks ago, and I'm like, it can't be right because it's 90, 1,000 degrees right now. I it's wish. I hate this. October never comes soon enough. It's I just terrible. It. So, so, yeah, it's funny because people are kind of ready to go right now, and so we're I'm helping a lot of different people uh, buy and sell homes, including Dave and his lovely wife, uh, Trish helping them uh, buy and sell. They've been in their home for a long time, raised their kids, and then finally got them all to leave. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, right, well, Dave? Thank God. Got them all to leave. Yeah, I mean, like, you're like, oh, I'm going to miss them so much. What are we going to do? It's like, whatever the fuck we feel like. Yeah. The trouble is they come back. Yes, yeah, exactly. they do. Yes, so you they do. You can't but... turn their room into a sex dungeon, Dave. Okay, you just, you're not allowed to do that. Funny, I've heard yeah. that somewhere. Or aren't you? I don't know. Anyway, well, you, you were saying, Sean. What's funny is your kids then also think they can escape, but then you bring them back because they owe you money and you make them build a fence with you. So that's what I've been doing over the last four oh, days. Oh, My son owed us a little cash. I go, you could either pay me back in cash. Yeah. Or manual labor. Or manual labor. See, now that's the barter system. I think that's one of the coolest things on the planet. Yeah. I freaking love the barter system. Me too. Here are two heads of cabbage. Yes. Meet me out back. I think you're talking about marijuana right now. That's not true at all. <laughs> anyway, you were saying, I keep interrupting. Yeah, so anyway, no, 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 no. It's, uh, it's, it's cool. I got to tell you, uh, just that time with my son who says about three words typically, for some reason, when we're in the backyard building these fences or decks or whatever we've been doing. Which looks great, by the way. I saw the video. Thank you. He totally opens up to me. And he, t you know, I try not to pry too much, but it's amazing just with time how he'll tell me about his life, what he's frustrated with and... And it's been a really cool thing, a uh, father and son thing to do. My father, although he had a lot of challenges, was a master craftsman and taught me just enough to be dangerous. And I looked at my son and I said, well, if you're cheap like me someday, you'll do this with your kids, you know, and, and he said, you either have to know how to do it or make enough money. To yeah. He just to said, do dad, I hope I can pay somebody else to do it. <laughs> but if worse comes to worse and I got to do it, I like the idea of it. And he, when we were all done, he looked at me and he said, dad, 
I'm really proud of this work that we did. I think this is really cool. And I, I, was I like, told you it looked great. If I thought it looked like shit, you. I wouldn't have said oh, anything. I practically teared up. It was such a cool thing. But if you know somebody that's looking to buy or sell, uh, please have them get, get a hold of me. I'm not a high-pressure guy. I, I know a lot about the Twin Cities and the market here. I've lived a lot of different places uh, throughout the Twin Cities as a young lad and and as an adult. And then I donate a portion of every buy and sell to a local musician or band. Um, I've started that during the pandemic and I've just decided as long as I'm in real estate, I'm going to keep giving back to musicians because truthfully, it's still so lopsided with what music has done for my life to give me peace and peace of mind and to change my mood on a dime sometimes if I just put on a certain song. So I refuse to go to a show and not buy a $50 t-shirt. Exactly right. I, because you know what, you, even if you, it, because so many times I didn't have to pay to get in, yes. I'm like, well, fuck that. Here, because of my profession, uh, I'm like, fuck that, I'm buying a 50 or a $12 t-shirt, whatever the case, a $3 wristband, whatever yeah. it is, support the bands, and if you buy or sell through Sean, a portion of that is going to go every buy or sell to the local musician of your choice. Maybe it's yes. someone everyone else thinks is complete crap, but Sean will still make it happen. Yeah, it's so cool. We got to help. Uh, last week, we got to help. Uh, I'm forgetting his name right now. I don't know why. But I don't know. From Nate Dungan. Sorry there about he is. that, oh, Nate. Yeah. Trailer, trailer. Uh, yeah, we got to help How Nate. Dare just, you. just had some medical issues, just got to donate to him. And, um, you know, there's more to come here coming soon. 612-859-2594. We need to wrap things up here. But before we go, Dave, I want to ask you, and I think I've probably asked you this before, but because I feel like someone hits me in the head with a shovel every morning and I can never remember anything that happened to me prior to that. If you were to try to explain to someone one thing that most people get wrong about Parkinson's, or Parkinson, Parkinson's. Yeah, it's just the it's just the website that's, that's yeah, it doesn't have right, So, but if you were try what what is something that most people get wrong who do not live with the condition about Parkinson's? Well, I, I think that probably what most people get wrong is they see the people that are really famous and are on display with it, like Michael J. Fox or Muhammad Ali, right, and assume that everybody's the same and and everybody that I've ever met with Parkinson's has a little bit different uh, symptom profile. The expression is different. Yeah. It's not the same. Well, like anything, as we mentioned earlier in the show, anything with a spectrum of expression is going to be different. And so people assume that if you're not, you know, absolutely shuddering like Muhammad Ali at the Olympics or like Michael J. Fox, very high profile, if if you're doing better than that, they're like, oh, you're fine. Right. But that's not the case. No. So you think people should come out on July 1st to the hook and ladder? Absolutely. They <laughs> should rock and raise it, money for people Parkinson's? People come out there regardless of what how they feel about Parkinson's. But, uh, you know, just to have a great time because uh, the O's are playing and that's always a great reason to go. So. What does your summer look like? What are you doing with the rest of your summer? Playing a lot of golf. Yeah? Trying to get the house ready to sell. You realize Sean's not going to come anymore to play with you now that you housed him, right? Now that you're showing him how Oh, no, time. we're going to have a rematch. No. Uh, I just got to find the time to be able to do it, but we're going to have a rematch soon. You fool. What are you thinking? I know he's going to pull me again. Dave's going to be like... He doesn't even shit talk. He but, just but goes and hits his great. damn good shots. No, but what he's going <laughs> to do is very quietly under his breath be like, 
you want to put a little money on this round? Oh, you know that's coming. What do you say? Five, <laughs> what do you say? Five bucks a point? Come on. I, <laughs> and Dave, should you do that? <laughs> murder him. All right? Murder him. All right, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I yeah, asked. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Only Otherwise, because I asked. Asked. Otherwise, I'm sure he would have gone real easy on you. Dave, I hope you're well, man. You and your family, I hope you continue to do well. Good luck with the event on July 1st at the Hook and Ladder. Mr. Wilkinson, always good to see your face, man. Always great um, to see it, you, You bring a very interesting dynamic to music because I think there are those of us, and I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about me and talking about Sean, of a certain age that assume after a certain point, you know, it's not that interesting anymore. I've seen you probably more in the last five to six years than I did throughout my entire youth when you were, you know, yeah. rising above the masses. And as you talked about earlier, that interchange between performer and attendee, it's a biofeedback loop. It's everything. Like if you don't deliver, then people are just sort of meh. You start to deliver, and if people start paying attention, and then suddenly they're looking at you, and they're watching how you hold the guitar, and then they're watching how the drums go, and they're watching all of it, and then you feel some of that coming back at you, and it is a sexy black hole explosion of rock and roll, and there's really nothing else like it, and I think you're as good at it now as you ever have been. I appreciate that. And your description, black sexy hole... uh, No, 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 (laughs) a sexy black hole. I was using an astronomical reference, all right? Is a sexy very, black because it's so powerful. Not even light yeah. can escape it. Not a sexy black hole. Or not, what did you call? You, you called it something weird. Well, your your description is apt, and thank you very much. You know, um, I'm very grateful. It's amazing that I still can get out there and do it. You know, and when we get out there, you know, we ain't fucking around. We're there to bring you some joy. We're there to wear you out. We're gonna work you. You're gonna have fun. You're going to get hot and sweaty. You're going to dance. You're going to have a great time. And, uh, yeah. So uh, Speaking very... of sexy black holes. Okay. <laughs> We're going to work you, dude. Well, but that's rock and roll, right? That's it the is. whole reason people show up. It is. It's the reason you lug gear. It's the re- reason people stand outside in stupid, ridiculous weather. It's the reason they stand there in the rain. It's the reason they sit there in a small, shitty club and back in the day used to be filled with cigarette smoke. Yeah. Without that moment, I don't know... What I would do. Yeah, right. It's the Tell whole me bit, about right? It, right? So going back to the early days, uh, one more time, before we yeah. say goodbye, uh, by the way, thanks again to Smart Start MN. Thanks again to Moxie Wealth Management. Thanks again to Audio Quip. Thank you, Sean Bernard. Thank you. And by the way, get your tickets at the hook, Minneapolis, MPLS.com for that event on July 1st. Not .org? I thought they were a nonprofit. They are, but it's, I just looked oh, again. Oh, the ticket thing. All yeah, right. the ticket Got thing. It. The hook. Okay. MPLS.com. Very good. Well, it's going to be a cool event. The music's obviously going to be amazing. Um, Going back, so thanks again to all our sponsors. Thanks to our Patreon members. By the way, a week from today, are we going to be on a boat? We are. We're going to be on a boat, and uh, Dan Israel and Steve Branzig are going to be performing. It's going to be a fantastic show. Uh, It is uh, for Patreon members and invited guests, including former guests of the show. Correct. We still have a little bit of room on the boat, so if you want to go, just email me at the letter I, the letter M, 
S-E-A-N-B-A-R-N-A-R-D at gmail.com. As in I'm Sean Bernard yeah. dot com. Wait a minute. You're not telling me it's, we're opening up to everybody. Like, are we going to allow people like Dave and Robert on the boat? Well, Dave and Robert have been guests on the show, so they can, of course, be mm. on the boat. And I believe Dave's a Patreon member as well. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We're not asking to see any financial documents. No, Everything no. is fine. Uh, we are going to say goodbye, though. So thanks to all of our sponsors. Thanks to everybody all the time. Uh, Dave, thank you very much. Thank Robert, thank you very much. Thanks, man. Uh, and we're going to wrap things up with another old school Flamin' O's song. Now, I remember Romance is the first song I ever heard by you. Right. Yeah, but I had too. a buddy when I was in high school who... We suddenly, even though we lived in the far northern suburbs, uh, also known as the North Suburban Cultural Corridor, thank you very much, Marty Greninger, um, and we would make regular treks downtown to Northern Lights, you know, and yep. to let it be, and we yep. would, we would, because we realized these are not our people up here, and we were trying to, obviously we had to live there, you know, we were teenagers, but we would try to expand our horizons, musically and otherwise, sometimes even with pornography. Just kidding, of course. Um, <laughs> well, dude, Schinders, man, I mean, you, yeah, yeah, I Schinders. collected comic books, but right across from the comic books was like... What is, oh, that's a naked lady. Hello. Anyway, we'll talk more about that in another episode. But we would mainly go for the record stores. And I remember finding the 45 of this, which I still own to this very day. This particular song is by far my, and again, I'm not, no discredit to anything you've done in the meantime. This one will be etched on my bones until the day I die. Is there anything you'd like to say about this song, or should we just let it stand as is? Let it stand as it is. That's the only thing I can really say. I don't have any background or really interesting or cool stories about it. It just came together, as most of my songs do, without much thought. Uh, <laughs> it's instinct, intuition, and whatever flows. It, so uh, we'll let it stand as it is and let it speak for itself.
Joe Burgess is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Securian Financial Services uh, Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC. North Star Resource Group is an independently owned and operated. Moxie is affiliated with North Star Resource Group and is independently owned and operated. 2701 University Avenue Southeast, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55414. 